Be confident. Be bold. Be authentic. But don't forget to take action. This is Ordinary to Badass, where our stories empower women to step into the spotlight of their own lives and pursue what they're truly passionate about. It's time to step into the arena and become more than just extraordinary. It's time to become a badass with your host, Marie Sonneman. Welcome to Ordinary to Badass, episode number 90. In this episode, you will hear from Allie Bullinger, and she's a total badass. Allie is an integrative nutrition health coach. She shares her story about orthorexia and how she battled with that, which is an eating disorder, and she'll talk more about that in the episode, as well as her journey to become an integrative nutrition health coach. We have so many great conversations about food and wellness and just health health in our lives, not just with eating, but just being healthy. It was so cool to talk to Allie, so stay tuned because you're not going to want to miss this. But first, gotta ask you, have you signed up for the Ordinary to Badass Facebook group yet? I love the O to B Facebook community. The Ordinary to Badass group is so amazing. It's a group of women on their journey to badassery, um, whether you're first starting or you feel like you're a total badass already. That is the group of women that is there to support you. Definitely no drama, um, some straight shooters in there. But I would love to have you join the group so that we can go a little bit deeper on the conversations. I don't know about you. But like today's episode, we talk a lot about health and I don't feel comfortable talking about health or weight like in public generally. So I'm definitely more likely to do so like in a Facebook group, especially if I feel comfortable with the people in there. So if you'd like to do a deep dive on the conversations that we have here on the podcast, I would love for you to join the Ordinary to Badass Facebook group today. And now to the episode. Welcome to Ordinary to Badass. Whether you're ordinary or badass, I'm glad you're here. Today's guest is Allison Bollinger. Allison, excited to have you on the show. Thank you so much for being here. Yeah, super excited to be here. Thank you for having me. So before we go any further, I've got to ask you, do you consider yourself ordinary or badass? You know, I think it's easy for us to say we're ordinary, but I do believe we've all got a little bit of badass in us. What about you? Do you consider yourself ordinary or badass or bold? Uh, Yeah, I consider myself a badass. Awesome. What's something that you've done that has made you feel badass? Um, I honestly, just getting to the raw part of my story, I've overcome an eating disorder of orthorexia and that's just been a journey that I am super proud of. That's awesome. Um, what was it like to, to overcome that or move past that? Or is it something that you always have? Um, yeah, I think it is always a part of me. And 
it's really because it is though it is such a thing that takes over your mind and your thoughts but and I will always have days when I have those thoughts but it's now that those thoughts um don't affect me um so I do say that the journey is such non non-linear journey but um just I do feel like I am in such a great place right now so I would say I have overcome it and just going through that journey has taught me so much and that I am capable of so much um, and I am stronger because of it. Okay, awesome. I definitely want to dive into more of your story, but before we do so, will you tell the audience a little bit about yourself? Yeah, of course. Uh, So I was born and raised in Syracuse, New York, and a big part of my life is dance. I've been dancing since I was four years old. I competitively danced growing up and went to the University at Buffalo as a dance major, graduating with my BFA in dance. I am currently living in Boston, Massachusetts, dancing with a company here and continuing my dance training while I also work as an integrative nutrition health coach. Uh, So I'm the creator of Wellness Without Obsession, a one-on-one health coaching program that helps women discover a better relationship with food and exercise, uh, gain a sense, a strong sense of confidence in their health. And um, yeah, so I'm just overall just very passionate about living a life, doing what you love as your healthiest, happiest self. That's awesome. So what does it look like to, to live a healthy, happy life? Yeah, great question. And, you know, a big part of that is that it's different for everyone. Um, but overall, I think that happy, healthy life is just having that empowerment and confidence that you know what, that you're doing the best for you. So Can you talk a little bit about your journey and kind of how it started and how you got to where you are today? Yeah, of course. So, uh, you know, growing up as a dancer, I was always extremely active and very involved in the whole fitness scene. Um, And it was probably around when I was 17 or 18 when I started getting into more of the nutrition side of it and cross training. because I was just very determined to make a career out of dance and honestly just be the best that I can be, which in my mind then meant on top of all my practice for dance, I wanted to be eating the best I could and training the best I could. Um, So basically I learned everything through Google and it became very obsessive, very restrictive um, and very fast to the point where I was always just thinking about food and exercise. Um, So I was diagnosed with orthorexia, which um, if you don't know, is an over obsession with clean eating. Um, So on the outside, you know, people saw me eating all these fruits and vegetables and they they thought of me as like the epitome of health because I was eating so clean um, and I was always in the gym. But truly during that time, I was, the unhealthiest I ever was. Um, I feared almost every form of food and was always thinking about food in a negative manner with that guilt and stress around it. Um, 
honestly spent more hours in the gym than I was sleeping. Um, my social life was just non-existent and it just got to the point where I lost all of my confidence and joy in dancing because I was just so obsessed with all of these other things and it really took away my, my mental focus and so just so much of my happiness too. So that's really when I knew things had to change is when my dancing started suffering because the whole point of it all in the first place was to benefit myself as a dancer. Um, but it started having this opposite effect. Um, my body was very unhealthy and my mind was unhealthy and others started taking notice of that. Um, specifically my professors who started taking me out of dance classes and performances. Um, so yeah, that's when I really took a step back and got honest with myself that I needed to change. Um, so my recovery was a long journey of trial and error, honestly. Um, I saw therapists, nutritionists, personal trainers, and of course they had the best intentions for me, but it really wasn't that helpful um, in my recovery because the root of it was just so, so much deeper. So I honestly did a lot of work on my own um, of just pushing myself out of my comfort zone um, around food and exercise specifically in order to loosen up that restriction and obsession. Um, and throughout that whole journey, um, I really just did learn so much about how our thoughts and all other aspects of life tie into our health. Um, and so that kind of all led me last year, I enrolled into the Institute of Integrative Nutrition, uh, which is where the name of holistic health really just tied together everything that I had discovered myself. Um, and now being a certified health coach, I have curated all that I learned through my own journey into a methodology for helping others, um, inspired by the fact that during my journey, I really felt that the help that I needed was lacking. Um, so now using that and my story to be a guide for others to find the health and happiness that I have found for myself. Yes. What is, what is up with this obsession? Like women of all sizes have obsession with food um, one way or another. Do you know kind of what's behind that or how you can move out of that? Yeah, honestly, I think a lot of it has to do with this scene of diet culture that we see, you know, these brands are trying to sell their products and it, it is good marketing um, that they're doing, but it is, it can easily get into our minds um, that, you know, all these different things like low carb, low fat, low calories, and just those constant cycles of dieting that just isn't sustain sustainable or enjoyable. Um, but that is what we see so much of, you know, you go to the grocery stores and you see all of these things and you now you can even go on social media and see all of these different diets that people are doing. And um, I think just to get out of that, realizing that we are all bio-individuals, um, not one person is gonna eat the same. 
And so kind of just having confidence in that, that you are going to eat different than someone else. And that is totally okay. And discovering what works best for you. Yes, absolutely. Um, was it frustrating at all when you were going through the process and not finding anybody that you could relate to or that you thought was teaching you a way that was, that would be workable for you? It, it was frustrating. Yeah. And that is totally why I do what I do now. Um, you know, just some examples, like I, what I was struggling with was the restriction and the obsession with clean eating. And I would have people telling me like, Oh, just go eat a donut or like, it's so easy. Like just eat this. And, you know, it's not easy when your mind is constantly telling you these thoughts. Um, it's really difficult actually. And, you know, one thing I saw a nutritionist and she, um, just had me track all of the food I was eating in a week. And then just told me, oh, you need to eat more fat. Um, oh, you need to just add more calories. But the thing is, I, I already knew that. I already knew that information, but getting myself to do that was the hard part. I knew that, I knew what foods to implement and I knew that, but the, the mind games was what I needed help with and getting to that deeper, deeper issue there of, you know, why I was restricting and why I had these thoughts and how to conquer that. Um, so yeah, that definitely was frustrating to be seeing these professionals and being told this information that I already knew. And um, also just not having, not feeling that I had anyone who could relate to what I was going through because when I did see these nutritionists and therapists, you know, I didn't feel like they could relate. But um, I, I do think that a lot of people can relate. Um, we just don't, we're afraid to speak up about that. And so that is also a big part of why I am just so passionate about sharing my story because not only does it help to talk about it, but it helps to see that, to relate to others as well. Yeah. So what's like one tip or trick that you have as far as the mindset part goes, um, rather than just telling somebody, oh, just eat this or just incorporate this. What's something that has helped you get over the mindset piece of it? Yeah. So um, a big thing, just like a concept that helps me is that what you resist persists. So if you're going to not let yourself have eat something, for example, then you're not, you're just going to constantly be thinking about that. And like your thoughts are made for such greater things. So letting, letting yourself have that. And that does bring up those mind games that I've been talking about and those thoughts. So for me, talking back to those thoughts and seeing those thoughts as something external and instead of being a victim to those thoughts, be, be a witness to the thoughts, be I gave my thoughts a name and I talked back to it. I was like, if so, if they were telling me like, oh, like carbs are bad, like you, you can't eat all of those carbs. I'd be like, no, actually carbs are great for me. Carbs fuel my dancing and I need them. So I'm going to eat this. That was really helpful for me. Yes. I love that because I think 
we often don't challenge our thoughts. Like we think whatever we think must be true because I thought it and we don't ever like argue back with them. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. That that changed the game for me, just realizing that I am not my thoughts. That's, that's a mantra I repeat to myself, whether it's the food thoughts or when I'm dancing, like it's really easy for negative thoughts to creep in. And I just tell myself, I am not my thoughts. And that just makes it easier to separate and lean into the more positive thoughts. Yes, so powerful. Um, another thing that I think is hard with like the food and the exercise, especially the food part, it's like, okay, if you're an alcoholic, you can cut out the alcohol. You could just get rid of it, you know, but like if you're a foodie or you have issues with food, it's like you can't just cut out the food. And I think that kind of makes mm -hmm. it hard because you're going to have to deal with it no matter what. Exactly. Yeah. And when you do want to, uh, when you have that urge to like cut out a food completely, I actually take like the opposite approach. Like what if you allow yourself and you give yourself full permission to eat that food? And then once you do that, you take that control back and you'll start to notice the more you allow yourself to have those foods, the, the lower on the pedestal they fall. And they, they just look, they seem like regular food once you allow yourself to have them. Right. And why do you think that that is? Um, because I think going back to that quote, I always say like what you resist persists. And when you look at a food as something you can only have a little bit of or just have on an occasion, like you're, you're putting it in the spotlight. So then when you do have it and you just have like that little bit, you're like, oh, like I really love this, but I can't have it again until next month or I can only have it on the weekend. And that then during the week, like you're just constantly thinking about that food. So allowing yourself to have it whenever and however much you want um, really just puts you in the driver's seat and takes the food out of the equation. Yeah, I, I, so I've talked to you before. I think it's cool how you say like, what can you add in as opposed to what can you take away? Because I think, yeah, this diet culture and stuff is always about depriving yourself as opposed to exploring other options, what you'd like better. Yeah, yeah, completely. I love that the concept of crowding out and just really focusing on yeah all the things you can add in and and you discover so many great things that you like that even can make you realize that oh maybe I didn't even like what I was having that much because you you find all these great things and yeah exactly taking away that mindset that you can't because you can eat whatever you want yeah so what's the value or why would somebody hire a health coach or a nutritionist? Yeah, for sure. So, you know, a health coach, it's, it's kind of a new thing. And a lot of people don't really know or understand the work that they do, but basically a health coach serves as a guide um, and a supportive mentor really, who empowers you to take responsibility for your health and the achievement of your personal goals. So it's really different than any other relationship in the health and wellness or medical fields. 
because it curates a relationship where you have this support to explore all areas of your well-being and you're giving you're given this opportunity to talk things through to experiment what works best for you you're not just given like a structured meal plan and like sent off you know you have that that vulnerability and just guidance to explore um, along with those personalized recommendations and also just the sense of accountability and encouragement um, to follow through with your goals. What are common like excuses that you see people have when they're, you know, thinking about hiring a coach? Um, a big thing is just investment in themselves. It's huge. Um, people feel guilty for spending money on themselves and just giving time to themselves. And, you know, it's totally valid. I think we are, we all go through a point of our lives where we are focusing on other things, but I think it is just so, so important to feel confident in investing in yourself because like at the end of the day, like that's all you have is yourself and you know, that, that quote, like you can't pour from an empty cup and you, you really do have to focus on your health. And once you do get that balance in all areas of your health, so we're not just talking about food and exercise. It's, it's also your career, your relationships, your spirituality, you know, feeling confident in all those areas is truly going to fuel the rest of your life. So yeah, that is huge. <laughs> Yeah, I know that's actually part of what I was going to ask you next is, have you seen that have other effects on your life other than just like the health and nutrition part of it? Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, just being recovered now, I, I mean, on the dance side of it, I just feel so much more confident in not only my abilities as a dancer, but just in my confidence in my body as well, and that I know that I am supporting it and feeling it the best that I can, not just with food, but with rest and just feeling happy too. You know, when you're happy, you just feel different and you do different. Um, but also, yeah, in my relationships, that is huge for me too. You know, when I was struggling the most with orthorexia, I had no social life whatsoever and it, it really took a toll like you don't realize it but but it really did and it caused so much stress too and now just being able to you know sit down at family dinner and feel good and just use that time as like connecting with my family talking about our days and not having to sit there and like my mind's going crazy you know I could never I can never eat around people without my mind so just going crazy, like whether it was like comparing my plate to theirs or like just stressing out about what I was going to be eating next, you know, all those thoughts. But now just being able to sit down and just focus on my family like that is that has been huge for me. And, you know, it, it is a weird, weird time right now with seeing friends and everything. But you know, just being able to text or like FaceTime with friends and just truly like feel great in those connections that I do have and just 
not be so focused on food and exercise. It's, it's really changed the game. <laughs> yeah. So do you think that there is a emphasis on, on weight or like in the dance culture? And I don't know, like, I just think of what I see on movies. I don't really know, <laughs> but it seems like it's a big part of it. Is it, or is it just a pressure people put on themselves or both? Um, I think it is a little bit of both. Um, like you said, like you kind of have this like predetermined like image of a dancer, right? So um, I think that is like a stereotype that we're trying to get away from, but it's, it's always gonna be there. Um, it's so easy as a dancer to compare yourself to others. Like we're standing in front of a mirror all day, you know, in a yeah. room of other girls, like all wearing the same things. Like it's super, super easy. But I, I do personally remind myself that, you know, while there is that stereotypical image of a dancer, like dance is so versatile and there's so many different styles of dancing and that I think that should empower us to realize that dancers can also look so different. Um, and I truly do remind myself that, and I tell myself that my body is my vessel and that allows me to do what I love. So I'm not going to hate on it. You know, I'm going to view it as my best friend because it allows me to do what I love and I'm going to fuel it right and I'm going to talk to it right yeah yeah and I think that's important because it's like well we have this for our whole life it's the one thing we have no matter what for our whole life you know might as well mm -hmm. take care of it <laughs> yep <laughs> um so I know life isn't all gumdrops and lollipops what was you know some of the struggles that you had along the way um, you know, I think that the comparison was a big thing that fueled a lot of it. Um, but also with that comparison, uh, I, I just taking time to reflect on like my orthorexia journey and all of that, I really think it came down to this big concept of worrying about the future and trying to control the future. Um, you know, it all started from me trying to be the best dancer I could be so that I could graduate and get a career in dance. And, you know, that's great to have these big goals and like work towards your goals, but it obviously can become unhealthy um, as seen through my journey. And that is what I was missing when I was seeing those nutritionists and those therapists was that my concern control around food and my obsession with food and exercise and that restriction was all fueled by this need to control the future and I think now I have now that I've realized that I am constantly working on this just letting go of that future while while working towards your dreams and goals but letting go and just trusting that you are doing your best and keeping that balance of that work and rest um, and just knowing that whatever is on your path and part of your journey is just making you stronger and preparing you for that future that is meant to be. So what would you say to the woman out there who is struggling with whether it's, well, let's say with weight and nutrition um, and what she should do? 
Yeah, definitely. Um, well, first, I just want, I think it's so important to reflect on the struggles you faced and overcome and just realize that they truly do shape you into the person you're meant to be. And, you know, if you're facing challenges right now, like have that trust in that it is preparing you to be a greater version of yourself. Um, specifically around like weight and health and just struggling with that. I, um, not to just like plug myself, but I do really think it is just so great to have that mentor and that help and support just to talk it through. And even if it's just to like vent and get that affirmation that like it's, it's going to be okay. But then to get that help and support in working towards your goals, and it truly is all about baby steps. I think um, a huge thing is that you can't just go from zero to 100 and change everything because that's just not sustainable. So when you're trying to find that balance and trying to experiment with what is going to work best for you, just remind yourself that it's all about those small steps and those small steps truly do add up. Yes. I mean, it's crazy. We always want everything to happen overnight, right? Like we expect like, oh, I just want to lose weight in a night or I want to be a millionaire overnight or we just want it like the quick, fast answer. But really mm -hmm. it's the hardships that kind of make us badass in the long run. Yeah, yeah, it truly is. And, and it's not only like those hardships, like, yes, those hardships you learn so, so much from and you get so much stronger from, but it's also just like those small steps instead of like take, going from the zero one to 100 is going to be what is going to be sustainable. And it's going to be what you learn the most from to take you further in through life and be able to use that knowledge that you gain through those that journey to then use later on in your life to all different circumstances yeah so you know I've tried many different diets and tried many different things and kind of things I've heard or thought over the years <laughs> would be like mm -hmm. oh a diet is too expensive or too restrictive or you know there's so many things that pop up into our head do you think those are like actually legitimate reasons or do you think we're just kind of putting a wall in front of ourselves to just because um, we're scared <laughs> yeah that that is a good question I think just diets in general are not sustainable um and so I think that is true I think thinking that like eating healthy is too expensive or too hard I think that's a little something that we might just be telling ourselves um, because we are a little scared to try things and relating to those small steps like it is all about small steps and just implementing little things that you can add into your routine at a time and those all truly do add up so yeah I don't recommend the diet approach because I don't think it's sustainable in the long term because you'll always be looking for more um, but you, when you truly do take that outlook of balance and just letting yourself have what you want to have and what, and finding what you're going to enjoy 
And then you can take that and be confident in that and go further on into other areas of your life. What's one way that we, we can become more balanced in our eating? I think that focusing on how you feel in the moment is huge. So not waiting two hours to eat. You know, if you're hungry, eat. I think that's huge. And just listening to what your body is telling you. You know, I hear so many, so many different things like, oh, I'm scared to eat past 8 p.m. Because, you know, we see, we see these things where, you know, don't, don't eat before you go to bed. But, you know, if you're hungry and you're going to enjoy something, like have a snack. And so I think just not depriving of ourselves of that enjoyment um, is, is the biggest, biggest thing I could say. And just eating the things that you enjoy, because that is what life is all about, doing what you enjoy. Yes, yes. I love that. So good. So let's end with a tip to encourage women who are in the arena fighting for the life that they want. Yeah, um, again, I just want to encourage everyone to just keep going with what you're going through. It's all going to just strengthen, empower you for what's to come. And, you know, you don't have to do this alone. You deserve to invest in yourself and truly be the happiest, most confident version of you. So good. I love that. Allison, how can we connect with you? Yeah, you can find me on Instagram at your underscore spoonful. Uh, I love chatting. So if you have any questions, just need some affirmations or honestly just want to vent, I am always here. (laughs) Thank you so much, Allison. You've been a total badass and I've enjoyed hearing your story. Thank you. And with that, we'll end our show. To all the badass women out there staying in the arena, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, own it and get after it. All right. Wasn't Allison amazing? If you enjoyed this episode as much as I did, head on over to iTunes and leave a five-star review. Then of course, screenshot it and send it to me on Instagram at ordinary to badass so I can say thank you. The goal is to get more people just like you, other badass women to listen to the podcast. All right, I look forward to chatting with you on Instagram. Now that you've listened to this episode of Ordinary to Badass, we want to hear from you. Go to our website, ordinarytobadass.com slash podcast and submit your own experience on how you took your life from ordinary to badass and get the chance to be on a future spotlight episode of the show. That's ordinarytobadass.com forward slash podcast. While you're waiting for the next episode of the show, wipe off the sweat, dust off the dirt, and get back in the arena.